Good morning, Misfits. You are tuning into episode 21 of the Misfit Project. I am your host, Drew Crandall. As always, I am joined by Ted. Ted, we are back. We're back. It was a long road. It was a long month, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, for anybody that does not know, uh, Ted and I were on the road for CrossFit regionals competitions, and Ted went out a full week early to help uh, team don't stop acclimate and do some media stuff out there. So um, if you were worried that that we had given up on the Misfit Project or disappeared, (laughs) uh, hopefully the the morning meditation post kept you going for a little while. Um, And then one thing that I wanted to talk a little bit about is our YouTube channel. So um, if you just go to YouTube and search the Misfit Project, you'll you'll notice our logo. Click on that. um, Give us a little subscribe. And any of the videos that you guys enjoy watching that we make, give it a like, and maybe more importantly, throw something down in the comment section so we know, you know, the kind of stuff that you guys are looking for, the kind of stuff you enjoy, and the more that we can interact, the more that we can build on that. So if you guys interact with us on there, that just lets us know that that's a platform that you guys enjoy, you know, looking into, and we'll make uh, a few more videos for you here in the next few weeks to get you guys, you know, sort of used to that style. Yeah. And if you guys don't feel like searching YouTube, I did put a link on misfitproject.com right at the top. It says subscribe to our channel. It kind of pushes you over to the YouTube channel. Just easy, quicker access. Awesome. So today is sort of like a back to basics sort of episode. Um, I really wanted to, to come back and, and sort of bring the heat on the, the the categories that, you know, trace all the way back to episodes two through six um, and try to uh, connect them with the season that we're in right now, which is kind of summer, I think. Is this officially summer yet? Yeah. I, I mean, the last couple of days, go. last couple of days have been feeling like summer. Yeah. yeah. I don't know when the official date is. I think it's like the 21st or yeah. something like that. And you know, this, the the title of this episode is five ways to use summer to improve your health. Um, it could also be get your ass outside. That could also be the title of this episode. Yeah. Um, basically because it's just easier now. It's like, um, you can get yourself a little bit of momentum, get yourself used to some of the stuff we're going to talk about so that when, depending on where you live, if fall or winter do roll around that you have some sort of incentive to get outside. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about before we get into those five things is, um, as most people know, uh, Anthony Bourdain, uh, took his own life last week. Um, and you know, mental health is, is a topic that I think is really important for us to talk about. And there's, you know, some of it kind of sprinkled into today's episode. Um, and for me, potentially the most off limit thing for this podcast is politics. Yeah. Um, I'm personally not the biggest fan, um, and wouldn't want to inject my, you know, kind of personal stuff into the show. I don't think that's really going to help anybody. Um, and I don't really have anything to inject. (laughs) I don't really care about politics. I I mean, honestly, I don't have that much either. It's all like generalities. Um, so one thing though, that is sort of connected to that topic that I think is really important right now, especially in our country is bringing people together as opposed to driving people apart. And that was one of the things that Anthony Bourdain talked about a lot was trying to find commonality with people. And he chose to do it a lot of times through food and culture. Yeah. He had the rule of like, um, no matter whose house you're going to for dinner, treat them like your grandmother. So she might be spouting off about God knows what, because she's from a completely different time, but everyone's like, thank you, grandma, you know, seconds, you know, just that, that whole, that whole idea. 
and he just talked about how it doesn't make any sense if you're if you're trying to fix the situation with people being divided to only argue about things that you don't agree on but to find your way slowly and maybe a little bit more um for lack of a better for lack of a better term nice um by finding commonality and he's you know he's talked about how he's friends with ted nugent and really the only things they had in common is they like beer and barbecue yep he said but it worked yeah because that could get them at the table together that could get them to enjoy those things and talk about you know all the stuff that they did when they were growing up and then they find out they're really not that much different right and that's where he said he felt like people could really learn from you know traveling the world and doing all this sort of stuff and if you looked at the morning meditation today um, that was sort of an ode to him, you know, that, that piece of, you know, a lot of bigotry and all of these negative things that, that sort of get attached to the political system, um, typically go away when we see more of the world and see different cultures and see what people are actually like, as opposed to just thinking every single group is exactly the same as their stereotypes. Right. Right. So I just wanted to bring that up. I was a huge fan of his. I really enjoyed his writing. I really enjoyed his attitude. I like how he always talked about how he was a snob, but he didn't want to be, and he tried <laughs> not to be, and I can associate myself with that a little bit. Um, yeah, it was a bummer to hear. Uh, he Essentially, he guided my honeymoon. Every stop on our list was an Anthony Bourdain recommendation awesome. for food or drink or whatever it is. Uh, so, yeah. No, I mean, the the mindset that he had behind food bringing people together is is so in my mind so critical because you can have different viewpoints with a person different opinions and people will argue until they're blue in the face about this person or that person or this topic or that topic whatever it is but when you sit down in front of a plate of food that's undeniably good food it's hard to really fight with somebody yeah at that point and if you do you're just like a real asshole because like chill just right chill yeah enjoy what you're sitting there enjoying like exactly yeah so yeah i mean it's just a, a super powerful message and he puts it out there and and or he did put it out there in a lot of his media so something to think about maybe you know go back through and check out some of his shows with that in mind and see you know he was quite a conversationalist and yeah. that kind of thing so um obviously a, a massive bummer but at the same time it's nice to be able to to look back and you know learn something from what he put into the world for sure so number one in the five ways to ba- use back summer, to the episode yes <laughs> to use summer to improve your health um obviously the the tribal piece is like very at play here if we're talking about getting outside um and but how could we get how could we use going outside um as a way to improve personal relationships. Um, one of the big topics in personal relationships is, is being able to cut noise out of the relationship. So people always talk about how you spend your entire day being polite to everybody because that's the way that you're supposed to act out in society. And then you go home and you don't have patience for the person that's at home, but you probably want to flip that. Like if you could choose, right. you'd be like, I would reserve all of my niceties and, you know, um, just, you know, ways of acting for the person that I choose to live with or the person that I choose to hang out with, but it doesn't always work that way. Um, and one really important strategy is to get rid of that piece altogether. 
So to take the time to be with, you know, your group of friends, your significant other, family members, whatever it is, and maybe ditch the phones, maybe, um, you know, start your day with that person. But if you get outside, it gives you an opportunity to really like enjoy your com- the, the, the other person's company. Um, it gives you an opportunity to not, you know, be worried about what's going on in your cell phone, whether it's work related, social related, whatever it is, it gives you an opportunity to not have to maybe deal with those stressors that are causing you to, um, to go that route in your relationship. And then maybe most importantly can remind you why you chose to hang out with that person in the first place. Yeah. Like you don't bring in your baggage. Hopefully they don't bring in theirs. You can have an opportunity to actually enjoy their company. And I mean, getting outside can mean so many different things. It literally can just mean going outside. Right. Like, like you work in an office building and there's a picnic table a hundred yards away. You walk over to it. You don't bring your cell phone. Maybe you eat lunch, you know, something like that. Or it could be as big as planning a trip where, you know, you know, you're going to be hiking or, you know, doing whatever it is that you'd like to do outside. Um, so the big take home from this, this, this first way to, to use this, uh, nice weather to improve your personal relationships is just get outside, ditch as many forms of stress as you can and like spend time with a person and sort of maybe rekindle that. Like, Oh, I do like you. I'm just stressed out all the time. <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, the next one, you guys, if, if you've listened to this podcast, if you listen to episode three, um, that was all about, you know, getting your rest, getting your sleep, then you know where I'm going to be going with using the sun to your advantage to set your circadian rhythm. Um, we talk all the time about, you know, when we've got the morning routine video that we just put up on the YouTube channel where you're trying to expose yourself to sun as early, like right when you get up as early as possible so that you're, you're letting your body know that it's awake. Um, so we've got that part. I think a lot of us have that part down. Um, that's really important, but there's also this piece of like a lot of people want to know why they can go on a vacation and maybe not eat so well and then come back and feel better and maybe even lost a little bit of weight. And that's going to be that stress piece. And one of the things that's so awesome about going on a vacation when the weather is nice is the sun kind of beats you up a little bit. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you do some outdoor activities or you just hang out by the pool or the beach or whatever it is. And it gives you that sense of what it's supposed to feel like to spend the day in the sun. And then the sun starts to go down and your body starts to produce melatonin. It's a very natural way to get used to it. So if you can take your activities outside during the day, that's going to help you a lot, like sort of adding on top of the fact that you got that sunlight exposure in the morning. Yep. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows that feeling of being out in the sun all day and, you know, 530 rolls around and you're exhausted and you barely did anything. Right. It's just that kind of, you know, your body telling you, Hey, I know what you're doing. Yeah. And, and that's honestly the way that it's supposed to be. And, and another piece, and this is another thing that could, you know, go back to the, to the first, the first point that we went with, you know, the personal relationships is spending your evenings outside. I mean, that is the absolute easiest way when it's nice out spending your evenings outside, like, and you know, only having, you know, a fire or, you know, tiki torches or something like that. Like that's the easiest way to set yourself up for sleep. Yeah. Like the blue light blocking glasses are awesome and they are absolutely a necessity, especially for us in Maine in the winter. Like, I mean, the sun goes down at four, four. <laughs> like 
and you still got to get some stuff done. Yeah. That kind of thing. So spending your evenings outside, you know, grill some food. You know, a lot of people have, you know, patio furniture, whatever it is. Um, some restaurants that you go to have a pretty nice, like I know in, in Portland here, is a pretty nice setup, you know, at a lot of outdoor restaurants that can be really good. Yep. And it's just that those spectrums of light changing, it's not just going from the sun up to the sundown, but the spectrums of light actually changing and going through the entire phase of the sunset is like a huge tell to your melatonin like production. Right. Really kind of gets you going there. So number two, super easy. The sun is back, especially for all of our New England people. I'm still not sure, Arnie, um, how much sun you're getting over there. Hopefully, it's more than you normally do. I talked to him the other day. He said it's warm but wet. Warm but wet. Okay, which well, probably means there's not a ton of sun if it's like raining. Yeah. Well, it's warmer. Hey. So that's a, a lot of these bullet points, uh, you might still need your blue blockers. You might still need your little sun lamp. Um, but for most of us, the sun is back. Use it to set your circadian rhythm. Use it to tire you out a little bit so that you want to sleep. Number three, um, I have, I have this listed as on, on my notes here that I'm, that I'm looking at as outdoor meditation. And I've, I've got two ideas for this. Um, being outside is actually a really awesome teacher for, for traditional meditation. Um, when we're inside and we're listening to clocks tick, we're listening to, you know, for me, dogs growling, barking, (laughs) Um, maybe somebody else is around just kind of stomping or the washing machine or whatever. These are pretty typical like stressor triggers, like the kind of things that you would consider annoying, right? Like maybe you're, you know, sitting at your computer doing work and writing. These aren't the noises that you would want to be happening. Right. But if someone was playing nature sounds, you probably wouldn't be all that upset. Right. Be a little more relaxing. So when you go outside and you do this, you can learn a lot about letting sounds in and ignoring sounds and being okay with them being there, but not paying attention to them. That's a huge part of meditation is understanding that you're going to have thoughts. You're going to have, you know, senses like sound, um, you know, potentially touch if your dog's walking across you like mine will. (laughs) Um, and letting those things go like letting them come and go. It's not bad that you think during meditation, you just have to try to let that thought go, let a new one in, let that one go. And I think for me personally, the first few times that I meditated outside, it made a big change for me because I was like, oh, well, those are noises. And typically that would annoy me, but these aren't annoying noises. And it sort of let me like calm down, get into it a little bit. Yep. The second form of outdoor meditation is something that I recommend for absolutely everybody in every possible scenario, get outside and walk like every single day. Um, it's, it's one of the two approaches that I use for uh, mindfulness for type A personalities. We've talked about the other version on the podcast before where you're essentially just doing some sort of heart rate interval work where you're on a bike or you're running or you're rowing or you're doing whatever and you're purposefully jacking your heart rate up and then you're doing nasal breathing to try to get your heart rate back down. That's just teaching you to jump into that parasympathetic nervous system. Walking is such an amazing way, especially outdoors, to to clear your mind. And the only thing that I would add in as sort of extra credit would be nasal breathing. So try to go for a walk, but only breathe through your nose. That's a skill that most people, based on, you know, how our body and physiology is supposed to work, that's something that we should be able to do. Um, But with the amount of food 
and the amount of environmental allergens out there. A lot of people deal with like blocked I noses. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I or deviated septum. I got punched in the face a few times <laughs> in my <laughs> youth, and I have a pretty bad deviated septum. So this was pretty challenging for me for a while. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can do so much for your mind. There's you can just search for it online. There's article after article after article, like all of the great thinkers of our time and, and past were just obsessed with walking because yeah. it gave them an opportunity. There's something about um, what happens to, to your senses when you're actually moving as opposed to being stagnant. And I think that makes sense of intuitively. You're sort of telling your brain that you're doing something right? Um, right. as opposed to just sort of sitting still. So again, number three, a little outdoor meditation. Um, nature is an awesome place to meditate. And again, nature can be right outside your door. It can be, um, you know, there are, you know, like monks, like meditating by streams and stuff like that. <laughs> um, I've heard it's nice. Oh, I'm sure. And if you are still like mindfulness phobic, just go for a walk. That's step number one. And once you get used to that, maybe get into the, the nasal breathing maybe get some sort of heart rate monitor so you can see if you're actually getting into your parasympathetic nervous system. But if it's, if we're just talking about getting started and getting yourself some momentum, walking is, is huge. Moving on. Um, we're sort of going in order here of, of, you know, the, the five things that we really like to think about at the misfit project. The next one is going to be fuel. Um, grill season is back. Hell yeah. I love grill season. Yes. Um, now, I'm going to begin this with a public service announcement for charcoal, <laughs> the charcoal grill, and then not even the briquettes either. I'm going to go full hipster here all the way to wood. Wood. Um, it makes your food taste so good, and it does take a little bit longer, but if you buy the chimney, you're talking about crumple up that Whole Foods bag that you you know spent your $50 on a piece of fish, jam that baby up into the bottom, dump the stuff in the top, light the light the bag, you're done. That's it. Like you go inside and you prep your food and it's done anyways. It takes, it's not even really any longer than if you do it in that order. It's a lot of people like would complain about it because they prep their food and then they just stand there and stare at it. Yeah. Um, so hardwood, hardwood, charcoal, good old fashioned Weber grill. Those things don't cost hardly anything and they'll actually ship them to you from Amazon on prime now, nice. even in that gigantic box. Nice. Um, so just in terms of, of flavor and, you know, I've talked about just being the type of person that likes to enjoy the process of what you're doing, cooking, grilling, all that stuff. Um, it's hard to have an easier way to cook than on a grill too. Yeah. I mean, that's the first bullet point that I have just, easy way to turn into a great cook. You just throw anything on there. I mean, yeah. you don't even have to wrap vegetables. You just throw them right on the grill yeah. if you want. I mean, you can wrap them in like tinfoil or whatever, but it's so easy. It's too easy. Yeah. And like, you can take foods that would normally be considered boring and add some sort of lever level of like flair to them. Like when you put a bunch of spices on a lot of foods and put them in a traditional pan, it can be really challenging to get good flavor without burning the spices. Um, and you know, one of the things that I also want to talk about is like the fat content, but it's really easy to take like a nutrient dense diet, put a little bit of olive oil and spice on it, throw it on the grill and you've got like actually really good food. Yeah. Just adds a level of flavor to it. And then I really like, um, it's, it's not surprising that leaner cuts of meat don't taste as good. Yeah. Um, fat's delicious. But when we are trying to have what I call the gains meal, which is high protein, high carb, 
inside of that workout window that we always talk about, um, it's kind of nice to be able to take a chicken breast, which would normally be, I mean, chicken breast can be, if you cook it wrong, as bad as it gets. Super dry, yeah. like that kind of thing. Yeah. Like you want to stay away from that. But if you take that and get a decent spice rub on it and just a tiny bit of oil, you can make it, you know, get that smoky flavor in there. You can make it taste pretty damn good on there. So um, this is, it's another way to get outside. It's another way to get rid of the noise and get rid of the Netflix and all that and actually spend time with people. You know, you grill together, you spend time outside and like, it's this awesome reminder, you know, living this way that you can during the summer, at least, you know, the summer for us and, you know, more extended for different parts of the (laughs) country. It just reminds you of like, this is way more fun than the the pursuit of like a new house, a new car, a new, whatever, like, like the best things in life truly are free and just hanging out with your friends and grilling and being outside is, you know, it's as good as it gets. Yeah. And I mean, specifically to grill season, like it's the easiest way to be like, Hey guys, you want to come over? Just bring some meat. The The grill's hot. I'll be here all day. Like it's a pretty common thing that we do within our group of friends, you know, Dom's having people over grills hot from, you know, 1230 to 230, bring your meat, bring your veggies. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's easy be in the sun, enjoy your company. And it, and it's weird too, because like not that often would during the winter, someone would be like, Hey, bring your meat over. We're going to fry it up in a pan. It's going to be super fun. (laughs) Like it has this totally different thing to it. Yeah. The winter you're more liable to, you know, be like, yo, who's getting pizza? Yeah. Like something like that. Yeah, exactly. Whereas you can actually have more fun and be a little bit healthier during the summer, which is great. Last but not least, number five in the five ways to use summer to improve your health is getting outside to use your fitness. Like so many people that listen to this podcast are part of the CrossFit community and we are really bad at leaving the gym. Yeah. Leaving the gym. It's that concept that we have at sharpen the ax of sharpen the ax versus swing the ax. Like you got to use it. If you're going to work that hard, you have to use it. And one of the best ways to like, you know, rekindle your, you know, relationship with exercise is to make it fun is to like get outside. Like you can check off so many boxes that we just talked about. If you were to like go hiking with a friend, it's almost all of them. Oh yeah. You grill some meat before you leave and then, you know, you're good. You've done all of it. Or pack your Weber, grill at the top. Damn. (laughs) That'd be fun. And one thing that, that I find to be really cool is scenery can actually help, um, change how we interact with our nervous system. I, when I travel, I typically run a little bit more. It's just like, I suck at running. So when I go run, it like does something for me. I ran along the coast in Hawaii. You know, I could do that every day. It was incredible. (laughs) Like it was hot as hell, but the breeze was nice. And the waves were some color blue that I've never like seen before. (laughs) And I was like, man, I could, I could run my three miles like anytime yeah. in this place. Yeah. And it makes sense. I mean, our, our biological reward systems, like our body would be pretty confused if way back in the day we were doing sprints in a cave or something like that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I mean, summer is one of my favorite seasons for getting outside as far as fitness is concerned, because I really like road biking. Yeah. And actually just yesterday I got to go on my first ride of the season. I mean, we were gone for four weeks, so there was probably a lot of opportunity in there that I could have, but I didn't have my bike, but like just being outside and like, like hitting the streets and you know taking turns that i've never taken before like what's this road where does this go and just like going 
you see new things like I saw this cool ass scene of this like big field with like a broken down barn and like an abandoned truck and I you know I could go back and take photos there like it's it's just nice and it takes your mind off of what you're doing yeah it takes your mind off the fact that your legs burn you're sweating like right it takes your mind off of it yeah I mean that's that's the sort of the last piece that I have here is the focus aspects that it gives you gives you these ways to kind of trick yourself yeah. like I actually kind of like trail running because it's this weird mental stimulus the whole time if you step in the wrong spot you're gonna like literally fall roll on your, your face <laughs> yeah roll your ankle whatever it is and there's something to like like going completely into the exercise yeah. and not like staring at the ceiling staring at the wall wondering when you're gonna be done yeah if you wondered when you're gonna be done you'd fall on your face mm-hmm. break your arm roll your ankle who knows what yeah. um and that can apply to you know i know a lot of people are into mountain biking that's i've haven't done a lot of it myself <sighs> but like um you know just like trail riding and stuff like that i can only imagine that's got to be taken to a whole new level well when we were in iceland a couple of years ago oh, we went boy. mountain biking that's and true the only thing i could do was focus yeah like i had no there was no reason for me to think about how bad my body hurt or how tired i was yeah end of the day i was like shit i am kicked right now like yeah that's mental and physical we that's, went, you're shot the whole system there. we went like four or five hours on a bike like we were exhausted but like in the moment it's like okay i need to break or else I'm going to fly down this hill and fly off of God knows what cliff. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. The hardest part for me on that one was the like, there was this mud trail that was... It was a goat path. Potentially three tires wide, maybe. Yeah. And one tire wide, absolutely, at some point. Oh, yeah. And it was actually like a flat area, so it wasn't challenging physically, but you literally stared straight down... The whole time. The entire time. Yeah. And like, I haven't ridden mountain bikes enough to like... Oh, I hit this rock. Yeah. Oh, I'm fine. It's like, no, I hit this rock. I got to stop <laughs> or I'm going to like tip over. Yeah. And there's that aspect of it. And then there's the aspect of just the scenery again. Dude. Like you're talking about the barn and the whatever, you know, we're talking about Iceland. We're talking about volcanoes and we're talking about hot springs. And yeah. We're talking about mountains and like valleys and sheep running around next yeah. to you. And that I, I love it there, dude. Like, yeah. I know they don't have sun, but they've got everything else <laughs> i mean iceland in the winter is tough yes really tough yeah iceland in the summer is probably one of the most beautiful places on earth yeah easily but there's like the winter still to me there's something different there in the winter oh, than 100%. there is here that's almost like you're like like yeah it's supposed to be this way it's like well, gritty i mean the people don't like it doesn't stop them they're no. still out there running they're still out no. there you know walking around like it's, everybody's it's, got a diesel suv it's just like it's life for them like they need to go outside and it makes otherwise, so oh. much sense how an island of three hundred thousand people could have the impact they do on professional sports that just doesn't like those numbers don't add up that's a speck of dirt in a you know in a desert yeah. that many people but they're so hardy mm-hmm. and they have that culture like yep. Back in the day, probably not even that long ago, a few hundred years ago, probably would have died there if you weren't hardy. So it sort of makes sense that the... That was their only option. Survival of the fittest. Yep. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That is the five ways to use summer to improve your health. We really wanted to get back, you know, after our travel and hit you guys with some some back-to-basic stuff, make sure that everybody is still there, you know, still working on the tribe, still getting that sleep making sure that, you know, we're not in that drone mentality. We're, we're, we're still paying attention to our mindfulness throughout the day. Um, 
maybe a, a new way if you're not used to grilling, um, you know, getting nutrient density back into your diet, um, add a little, add a little bit of flair to it, change up, you know, sort of the, the taste of what you're eating because it can be super challenging to eat the same shit over and over and over. Oh yeah. Um, and then last but not least, uh, we're huge on mixing up the style of fitness that you do, whether it's weightlifting or running or sprinting or going long, whatever it is. Um, one of the easiest ways to mix it up and get back into it is to get outside and enjoy some sort of sensory change, scenery, whatever it is. Um, yeah, man, I think that's it. We got anything else? No, it's good to be back. It is good to be back. Um, and remember head over to that YouTube channel. Uh, check that out. We'll, we'll keep the videos going on that. We'll try to show you guys as much of the don't talk about it, be about it style of video where you guys can see, you know, what all of this stuff looks like in, in real application. And I promise I'll get some subjects other than myself to do so. So just stare <laughs> at me and listen to me the whole time. Um, we are on Instagram at the misfit.project. We are on Facebook as the misfit project. We are misfitproject.com. And as always, don't talk about it, be about it. Peace. Later. <laughs>